0: Okay. Welcome back to Travel Commando. This episode is about visiting Washington, D.C. I recommend flying into Reagan Airport, also known as National Airport. It's just the easiest arrival, and getting to the metro is so easy it's almost comical. And walking across the platform to the metro is actually kind of cool and fun. Be in decent shape, to visit DC. Um, This is not absolutely necessary but I recommend it. DC is like Paris with respect to getting around on foot and attractions can be somewhat distant from the associated metro stops. Okay, the National Mall alone is about two miles long and there's stuff to do on both sides and both ends. So, when you're in the capital of the United States, you just know that there are certain places where one can go over here and possibly participate in some fascinating conversation, right? Let me tell you something. While you hang around waiting for trains in the DC Metro, you will overhear and possibly participate in some fascinating conversation. Many of you are into people watching, right? There's plenty of opportunity to do that on the National Mall, but the metro is great for people listening, too. Okay, on my last day in town, I was standing on the platform next to three Air Force colonels. They were wearing military uniforms festooned with medals and insignia, and if I understood correctly the portion of conversation which I overheard, these guys were lawyers who worked at the Pentagon. In any case, the conversation was riveting, and that stuff happens all the time. DC has northeast winters and eastern seaboard summers. I recommend visiting in the spring. So there's just (laughs) too much to do in Washington, DC for me to get all of it into here, okay? I'm going to orient this podcast toward first-time visitors and pretty much stick to the following. Most of the attractions on the National Mall, two memorials and one museum off of the mall, Ford's Theater, Getting Around, and Dining. All right, please note, I am not covering the Holocaust Museum, the African American Heritage Museum, or the Native American Museums. This is not out of ignorance or prejudice, all right? My attempts to visit these museums have not worked out. A couple of temporary closures and some other issues have affected my efforts, that's all. I have the responsibility here of covering some memorials and monuments to men who were slave owners. I find the practice deplorable, but would like to believe that these men would have risen above that practice shamed themselves for their former ignorance and encouraged others to ascend as well. With regard to sightseeing, we'll begin with the National Mall. Depending upon your situation and orientation, taking a three-day trip to DC never leaving the mall and having a satisfactory time could be not only possible but likely. The metro stop for the National Mall is the Smithsonian stop This is also the stop for the Jefferson Memorial. Okay, the National Mall is a green space, open, enjoyable, and huge, which contains the Smithsonian Museums and several monuments and memorials. The Mall is just under two miles long, the U.S. Capitol is at the east end, the Lincoln Memorial is on the west end, and the Washington Monument is in the middle. Alright, a beautiful, beautiful reflecting pool stretches between the Washington Monument and the Lincoln Memorial. The Capitol has its own very impressive reflecting pool. So we'll start with the United States Capitol. Yes, you can actually visit the United States Capitol. You will probably walk away with outstanding memories of the friezes within the Capitol Dome and with memories of the Whisper Dome and its associated story, whether you are able to catch the effect or not. And moving down the center of the Mall from the Capitol, we encounter the Washington Monument, just under 555 555 feet tall. This iconic obelisk is visible from everywhere on the National Mall, and will likely be the first thing to really catch your eye. The monument is currently the tallest stone structure in the world. It is ringed at the base by flags, and in my opinion, much of what Washington would have wanted America to be is visible from the monument on the mall. Couples holding hands, groups of schoolchildren eating ice cream and learning about history, kickball leagues. Okay, you can go up into the monument if you wish to do so, but you should buy tickets before your visit visitation um with regard to going up inside the monument is limited and controlled okay but i promise just the views from outside will stay in your mind next up is the national world war ii memorial there are north and south towers or pavilions topped with triumphal arches These represent the men who gave their lives in the Atlantic and Pacific, respectively. There are 56 pillars, joined together with a bronze rope, representing the unity of the United States and its territories during the war. The memorial features fountains and a pool. These are meant to be celebratory. Many bouquets of flowers may be lying within the memorial, left, of course, for the most emotional of reasons. As we move toward the Lincoln Memorial, we are walking along the Reflecting Pool. The pool between the Washington Monument and Lincoln Memorial is just amazing. It certainly seems larger than life and a bit unreal, like the memorial and the monument at its ends, but it's also breathing, babbling, and alive. Okay? Waterfowl alight on the lake and spin their dizzy lives there. There is much aquatic plant life and of course the mall is ringed by trees, so the pool doesn't seem foreign. The reflections can be mind-blowing or barely there, depending on the weather. Okay? And we eventually reach the Lincoln Memorial. So... You've seen the Lincoln Memorial your whole life on TV if you grew up in the U.S., right? It's on multiple denominations of currency. You've seen it on TV and in movies and in school. None of that prepares you for the actual site. Believe me. The site stands in such majesty that I think it would actually have embarrassed Lincoln, who would have tried to slip away and visit the Smithsonian. All right. Again, larger than life, feeling of suspended reality, imposition of awe. I almost have to describe the place more in feelings than in adjectives. It's big, okay? And if you're walking down the mall to it, it's going to get bigger for a long time. If climbing the steps is a bit much when you get to them, take your time and make stops. Check out the views and the reflecting pool, people watch. Meet people from everywhere. At some point on your way up, Giant Abe will come into your field of vision. Big Abe. Be ready. Abe is 19 feet tall seated, and he's seated in a giant chair. The memorial is fashioned after a Greek temple with Doric columns. Okay, this should give you an idea of the shape and size. The primary material is white marble with alabaster skylights The Gettysburg Address and Second Inaugural Address are carved into the walls. Leaving the Lincoln Memorial and proceeding down the other side of the mall, we encounter the Korean War Memorial. This is a memorial to the lives of combatants from the United States lost in the Korean War. The principal portion of the memorial contains bronze statues of troops patrolling through the Korean wilderness. I mean it when I say this is truly a haunting memorial. Different branches of the service, different types of troops, and their associated gear are represented. The ponchos worn during the conflict, due to the excessive cold and damp, are present. There is a pool intended for use by people contemplating the KIA, WIA, and MIA troops from the Korean War. Enjoy the whole mall. There are many other museums and monuments and memorials for you to explore. I can't cover all of them here. Make the most of it. By the way, I recommend carrying water and snacks. The mall is just beautiful. Depending upon the season, you may see many mallard ducklings about with their mothers. And I hope you have a wonderful time. So, now that we've covered most of the major monuments and memorials on the National Mall, let's begin our tour of some of the major Smithsonian museums. So, now that we've covered most of the major monuments and memorials on the National Mall, let's begin our tour of some of the major smithsonian museums and the national archives then we'll go over a few sites off the mall put your back to the capitol again at the capitol end of the mall and start walking along the right side the first smithsonian museum which you will encounter is the national gallery of art there is an east building and a west building People I have visited multiple times and can assure you that this museum is an amazing place for an art lover or anyone who appreciates architecture to spend some time. Okay, you can spend all day looking at masterpieces worth tens of millions of dollars for free. The East Building is very much newer than the West and accordingly features modern art. Cubism, Dadaism, Rothko, and Pollock The building was designed by I.M. Pei, is itself considered a work of art, and allows access to the West Building via an underground installation known as the Multiverse. I won't try to explain it. I'll just let you experience it. The West Building is a tranquil sanctuary from the Bustling Mall. Okay, many salons laid out from cool marble axes feature Rembrandt, Vermeer, Hopper, Da Vinci, Durer, Rubens, Bellini, you can rest on plush benches by fountains and small conservatories, okay? Why aren't you there now? Don't miss the gift shop. Continuing down the mall, next up on your right, the National Archives of the United States of America. This museum is worth a visit, if for no other purpose, than viewing the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution. In fact, just viewing the room in which the documents are kept is fascinating. It seems otherworldly, like something that should be inside a mountain bunker somewhere, okay? It's like the Adams Family meets Gotham meets Cold War era CIA. All right, do be prepared for a wait if you wish to view the documents. I have seen the line up to 30 minutes long, but have also waited much less time on other visits. And moving on. Continue down the Mall until you reach the Natural History Museum. You'll see an impressive dome on the roof of this building. This museum is, of course, very well known for the elephant display in the lobby and for the blue whale suspended from the ceiling over the Ocean Life Hall. Absolutely see the Hall of Gems. The Hope Diamond is on display here. On the first floor, visitors will find the rotunda with elephant, which is also visible from the second floor, the Hall of Mammals, the Ocean Life Hall, the Human Origins Hall, and the African Voices Hall. The gift shop on this floor is in the Mammals Store. On the second floor, visitors will find the Hall of Gems and Minerals, the Geology Hall, a live insect zoo with butterfly pavilion, and exhibits involving dinosaurs, fossils, and mummies. The gift shop on this floor is Gems and Minerals, and it is outstanding. There are special exhibitions at the museum. Check in advance or surprise yourself. Now, I want to mention that watching children enjoy this museum can be delightful, but being caught up in that scene can also be a little bit frustrating, okay? I have some advice for you with regard to children and also large crowds at this museum. This seems contrary to reason, all right? But in order to avoid the largest crowds, you may wish to visit this museum on a weekend. And here's why. Field trips, my friend. Field trips. Now, cross the Mall and head back toward the Capitol. When you're almost back there, you'll see the National Air and Space Museum on your right. Are you a space geek? Are you a rocketry geek? Did you or do you build and launch Estes model rockets? Did you grow up watching a TV show about exploring space? Then take one small step for man and enter this museum. For a lot of people this museum might have the highest cool factor. What can you see and do inside? Again, I don't want to give away too much. So keep in mind that despite what you're about to hear, I'm not. Okay? Ready? Get ready. Spirit of St. Louis, which is the plane Charles Lindbergh flew on the first solo nonstop transatlantic flight. Glamorous Glenna, which is the plane in which Chuck Yeager broke the sound barrier. A lunar rover. A lunar landing simulator. An engine nozzle from a Saturn V. A walk-through Skylab mock-up. That's right. I just said that. Some of you just sat up, right? I am just old enough to remember Skylab's orbital deterioration and the ultimate breakup and crash of the space station, but not to remember its operative life. I cannot believe that I can simply fly to DC and walk through a copy of it. There are a few tragic displays, for example, you will see a CD, as in compact disc, that was on board the space shuttle Columbia when the shuttle broke up during reentry. One of the astronauts liked Springsteen. You will see what a CD looks like when it survives an explosion, falls through Earth's atmosphere, and to the ground. You will see all manner of missile, rocket, jet, prop plane, and drone. You will see mock-ups of aces, astronauts, flyboys, and speed jockeys. Okay? There's a planetarium, and on the East Terrace, there's an observatory where visitors can look at the Sun and Venus through telescopes. Alright? The museum can be cramped and crowded, but is so cool! And if you want to get away to another campus, you can visit the National Air and Space Museum at Varhazy Center, which is essentially a large airplane hangar with some, um, very, very cool items inside, like, um, SR-71 and, uh, Space Shuttle Columbia, um, so, there is no metro access to Advarhazy. You will have to make other arrangements. Keep that in mind. All right. Let's take a look at three attractions off the mall. The Jefferson Memorial. Metro Stop Smithsonian. I recommend allowing 20 minutes for the walk from the Metro Stop, and I'm a walker. Okay. But the walk is enjoyable. You'll cross the Potomac. It's... So pastoral for an otherwise urban setting. You can see the memorial from the near bank of the river. Dome and columns in glowing white, right? Make the walk up the steps on arrival and you will be greeted by a statue of Thomas Jefferson of course. The statue is almost six meters tall and this spot presents an excellent photo op. The path from the Smithsonian stop to the Potomac is actually a bit confusing and runs between sets of buildings, map it. I recommend taking a walk around or a drive by the Marine Corps War Memorial. The site is serviced by the Rosslyn and Arlington Metro stops. The Marine Corps War Memorial is very often miscalled the Iwo Jima Memorial because it is a sculptural representation of the famous photo of the Marines raising the flag on Mount Suribachi, However, the intent of the memorial is to represent the United States Marine Corps. It is an extremely impressive structure accessible through Arlington Ridge Park near Arlington Cemetery. The memorial is 60 feet tall and done in bronze. And now Ford's Theater where Abraham Lincoln was shot. The actual building, people. Ford's Theater is close to the Capitol and the FBI building. The Metro Center and Gallery Place Metro stops service the site, okay? You are actually going to ascend the stairs that John Wilkes Booth climbed and look into the box in which Lincoln was sitting and down upon the stage onto which Booth jumped yelling, Six Semper Tyrannis. It is a weird, creepy, unreal experience. You will be standing right where the twisted, awful plot to assassinate Lincoln culminated. There is a museum on the site, including among its artifacts the pistol used to kill the president. And if all of this isn't creepy enough for you, well, just cross the street and visit the Peterson House where Lincoln died. You can see his actual blood on the actual pillowcase. Now, regarding transportation in Washington DC. Taxis are readily available but are not cheap. And this brings us to the DC Metro. Okay, the Metro, mm, has some issues. On my last visit, the issues were quite tolerable. The structure of the system is old and undergoing repair and renovation. Closures occasionally occur on different lines, delays occasionally occur, read up before you go, and stay abreast of Metro announcements while you are in DC. The system will get you to most of the tourist sites and out into Virginia. With regard to dining, I can offer that from the National Mall, you will have access to about 2 million options for dining and drinks. Just cross Constitution Avenue from the mall and head into town. You'll find culinary giants and local joints. In any case, food probably won't be cheap. However, you don't necessarily need to spend a ton. Okay, Plan for it in advance and put away a little bit of the money that you would have ordinarily spent on attractions which are free in D.C., to enhance your budget for food. D.C., baby. Travel Commando. Talk to you next time.